The Morning Sports Desk, available on demand on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and WadenaRadio.com. It is the Morning Sports Desk with CJ and Corey. My name is CJ Corey Tackman's over there lounging. Uh, he said he's in lounge mode for this episode. You are in complete lean into the camera as close as possible. Get that mug on the camera, and I have decided this is where I need to live today. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Wednesday, but Corey's already in a Friday mood. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Well, you know, speaking of Wednesday, we have uh, a game to recap from last night. Wadena Deer Creek and Purim, 8AA boys basketball. We said, you know, uh, Wadena Deer Creek is a good record. They've been a good team. Uh, but Purim plays, you know, in that Heart of Lake schedule. And they talking with Coach Toomberg even before the game. He's like, they, he, he said, they're not a 4-11 and 11 team or whatever they were heading into that game. They play a very tough schedule, and we're going to see a good team. And in the first half, Purim uh, was able to shoot a lot from three. It's something they like to do. Uh, they are more than willing, all five players on the floor, to shoot from beyond the arc. And it felt like they were making every single shot in the first half. And it was they were all going in. The Wolverines were kind of scrambling a little bit at the beginning, just trying to gauge how to feel out how this ball game was going to be. And at halftime, it was something along the lines of 41-28 uh, in favor of Purim. And, you know, I mentioned it at the halftime break, I said, Purim's been able to have a good first half. Wadena Deer Creek is a second half team. They play their best basketball in the second half of a game. And I said, let's see, it's going to be put to the test now. How good of a second half team are they? And even though the Purim held on to win the game, Wadena Deer Creek played a great second half. Uh, the final score might not dictate that because of fouls and free throws at the end of the game. But the Wolverines, all of a sudden, you know, they allowed 41 points in the first half. But then, you know, about six minutes left. All of a sudden, it was 54-50. Wadena Deer Creek pulled themselves right back into it. They got within two points at a certain spot in the ballgame. And then Purim was able to get a couple big threes from one of their bigs in Detloff. And he made back-to-back threes on back-to-back possessions, taking advantage of a mismatch with Nate Peterson, who's a bigger forward, kind of having to go out and guard beyond the arc, and he didn't want to get too close, able to get that open three. And again, Purim having all five of their guys be willing to shoot from beyond the arc, that made him pay. But Overall, uh, it was a 76 to 66 win for Purim, and they get that victory. But looking into all this, uh, I just uh, I think it's I think both teams come away. You know, if you're Purim, you don't like the second half. If you're Redina Deer Creek, you don't like the first half. But overall, I think that there's some things that both teams can kind of take away in that one. Yeah, that's good. And we were looking at uh, at some upcoming schedules the rest of the season. For, uh, for each of these teams. And, uh, you know, Wadena Deer Creek has a gauntlet down the stretch. Basically, everyone who right now is better than them in the section, they play the rest right. of the way. There's a, a month left of games, of regular season games. So, uh, you know, it was good to get this one out of the way and get to learn a little bit about yourself. And like you mentioned, I think both teams probably learned a little something about themselves in this one, what what they do okay and what needs to get a little better. Um, we're, we're getting to that gut punch time now of the season, and again for the for the Wolverines, their schedule is it's 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 a bugger. It's a bugger down the stretch with some really good teams in the section. So a good like litmus test game um, um, for them last night. Yeah. By the way, Peyton Church came away scoring over thirty points in that ball game for 
useful. Wadena Deer Creek. So yeah, he had himself a pretty good game and you know, he had, he didn't shoot well early and he kind of had that scrappiness. He picked things up as the game went along. And I think that, again, that's a good thing. Like you said, I think both teams came away learning something a little bit in that ball game, staying on the hardwood. Um, Tori Orline got her a thousandth point uh, yeah. or 3000 points. 3000 point. yeah. point of the last year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Corey, you know, 3000 point alone, anybody getting to that milestone is huge. Uh, she's a sophomore even bigger and she set a high school league record by being the fastest player ever to get to 3,000 points uh how many games Corey yeah she I think it took 101 games for her to get to to that uh margin which mm-hmm. is you know that's a pretty good scoring average considering that starts as a seventh grader <laughs> she's averaged 30 points a game when you, you would include her set just insane stuff uh she scored 27 in the game um which is an unbelievable number. Funny to think that 27 is 10 points off her season average. Right. Uh, yeah, 101 games for her to get there, the fastest ever uh, uh, to get to that 3,000-point margin. Madden Greenway finished with 35. She's now 37 away from 3,000. So she will, in all likelihood, get it in her next game. Right, uh, you know, or within the next couple of games, depending on it's on not their competition, away. I suppose. Um, we all know the Madden Greenway history, right? Providence Academy, underclassman, the daughter of a former Vikings player. Mm-hmm. Do you know who else is on that Providence Academy team? N- no, an eighth grader. I believe her first name is Ari. Okay. But her la- her last name is Peterson. Do you want to guess whose daughter she is? I can take a crack. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, would that be former Vikings running back Adrian Peterson? Yeah, yeah, she's an eighth grader on that team. <laughs> Where do they find them? Well, their fathers played professionally in the state, so I guess that's how they found them. Isn't uh, that cool? I that, didn't know that. I didn't know insane. that until last night. Yeah, pretty crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that, that's fun. Okay. You, so assuming Providence Academy gets to the state tournament in their section, uh, are Chad Greenway and Adrian Peterson, uh, buddy, buddy, like sitting there. It's like those classic dads where like their arms are crossed and they can never sit down at a ball game. Um, I have it under decent authority that, that Chad Greenway's a, a that he, that he's, uh, that he's got a lot to say. I've heard that Chad Greenway's got a lot to say. Um, I don't want to be. I don't want to be terribly too terribly insensitive, but I don't know how many games Adrian's showing up to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know the thing. We can leave it at that. <laughs> you know the thing about Chad Greenway is: imagine you're a ref and you're just trying to get through a normal Tuesday game, and all of a sudden Chad Greenway, former Minnesota Vikings linebacker, is chirping in your ear. You're gonna get. You're gonna get up in your face with him, or are you gonna go tell the AD to go handle that situation? I. I. You know what? I think that goes two ways right some some officials like well three ways because some officials just handle it because right. they're really good and that's how some officials like it's intimidating and others are like they'll be intimidated for nothing and they get a little like i kind of want this oh, to happen they get a little overzealous like good i can't wait i'll kick him out he better not come at me i'll kick him out oh yeah i was the guy that kicked out chad greenway <laughs> yeah chill out chill out <laughs> Yeah, so Providence Academy, they took care of business, and that was a good, as you know, Corey, that's a good Crosby-Hamilton yeah. team. And Providence Academy, they came yeah. away with a nice victory at home. 
yeah, like 20, 20 to 25 points somewhere in there. Turns out they're pretty good at basketball. Turns out when you're turns out when two of the girls' dads played in the NFL, they're you're probably gonna have some good athletic genes. Probably. You know? And I think Chad Greenway's wife was also a college athlete. Like I, I think she wasn't a bad athlete in her own right either. So that'll happen. Uh, turns out. Turn, turns I, out. Turns out the point is we're trying to make is uh, we're blaming our parents for our athletic abilities. Yeah. Thanks, mom. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Screw you guys. <laughs> so we, we uh, have one more thing we should mention before we get into kind of the fun part of our uh, sports desk today. And that's that a milestone has been hit for a Bertha Hewitt, Verndale, Parker's Prairie wrestler and David Revering. Corey, what milestone did he get? Uh, he got another uh, a huge win last evening. I, 200 career wins for David Revering, who's been a uh, just an awesome wrestler for a very long time. I don't know what else to say about him. He's he's darn good, and um, and and that that Bertha Hewitt Verndale Parkersbury wrestling program, I think, having another nice season. He's kind of the he's kind of the backbone and all of that. Yeah. So congratulations to him for getting that win, and uh, we'll have a story up later this afternoon. You'll find it at WadenaRadio.com talking all about that 200 wins is so many so many it's Good job. The, you know it's that 3,000 point it's that like you know you kind of once you get to a thousand everything feels like oh yeah, yeah yeah but like it's a it's like once you get to 50 wins that's a big milestone 100 wins 150 wins and 200 mm-hmm. it's yeah it's insane how many wrestling wins do you have in your career not your whole career not even your varsity your whole career you didn't do elementary wrestling Oh, I did. I didn't win anything. My one pin, my one pin was uh, when I was down uh, like, you know, on all fours and the other person's like above you in that position. And I accidentally moved my head up too fast and bonked the other guy. And he had a, it swelled so bad. He had to forfeit. So all of a sudden the kid, the kid kid goes away crying and I'm sitting there all confused. And the, uh, and then the official who's just some high school kid raises up my arm and goes pin. And I'm like, what just happened? Well, uh, I hate to break it to you. Reported. I hate to break it to you. That's not a pin. You got the win. It doesn't matter. I, I, I'm counting it. I'm counting it. <laughs> I, um, I, uh, was in elementary wrestling for two years. I was awful at it. Just awful. I only wrestled in two tournaments because I hated it. <laughs> it was not like a fun experience for me. Um, I wrestled in two tournaments. They were both like the home Sibley East tournaments. And um, I did not finish last in my little bracket both years. That was what. So I have two wrestling wins in my entire career in fourth and one win in fourth grade, one win in fifth grade. I did not finish last. No pins. Um, Probably no back points. Probably like I just... Well, actually, probably that's it. I probably back points is probably the only reason why I won. I sucked at wrestling. Yeah, there's a reason why uh, my wrestling dreams ended when I turned nine years old. Uh, that wasn't for me. Uh, nope. So, so congratulations to Revering for yes. getting that, having that dog in him and getting the 200 wins. He got that dog. You know. <laughs> so, uh, one more thing with our state sports: the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to Dallas, or they're hosting Dallas, I believe, tonight. Yep. And they have no Kyrie Irving, no Luka Doncic, because it's a Wednesday night game on the road. So in the NBA, whatever, that's its own conversation. Point is, the Wolves are facing a shorthanded Mavs team, as we've learned from the Wolves. It's not a guarantee, but still, 
going to help you out a big opportunity to pick up a win tonight. We'll see if Mike Conley comes back and uh, it's pretty much it for them. Go Wolves, go Wolves, go. Go Wolf, as I always say. Go Wolf. So there's one more thing we should wrap up the sports desk with a, a couple stories uh, that I saw. Uh, and we kind of talked briefly about them yesterday off the program. So I feel like we need to get back on the program and talk about it a little bit. Uh, first off, YouTube TV. Highly recommend. Uh, hi- because, one, you get unlimited DVR, so why not? Secondly, uh, you can watch it anywhere. And thirdly, they're not paying me for this, so I should probably stop talking about how great it is. Uh, but the thing that you had during college football season was Game Viewer. And especially during the NFL, when you have a game on CBS and a game on Fox, you turn on the multi-view and it's two games side by side. And you can flip back and forth for the audio. And the one thing, you could get like a four-game multi-view for college football. And it was awesome. Basketball too. I turn it on every day and I can watch, I watch four college basketball games every night. It's awesome. Exactly. And the one drawback is that they kind of pick the games for you and they pick what channel. So, like, you want to watch this big game, but they pulled up, like, the secondary broadcast, mm-hmm. which doesn't, you know, which has, like, half the screen is full of stats. And so the screen's already smaller. It's not quite as ideal. But you can now pick which games you get to watch. So you could have just the ideal mix. So the Twins and the Gophers playing at the same time, or the, or the Vikings and the Gophers playing yeah. at the same time, or the Wolves and the Gophers, or the Twins and the Vikings, whatever. They're playing at the same time. Boom. You have both games on your television. In that is a valley could get YouTube TV. Burn it down. Uh, this fall, I was watching the fo- a football game on one channel and World Series on the other. Right. It's so cool. Why have we not? Why it's the it's the Peter Griffin meme. Why are we not funding this? So we had. Uh, by the way, we are, are talking well about YouTube TV because we want them to sponsor. So say all the YouTube all TV the, if you're listening. You know, we're here. Sign us up. Um, you don't have the, to pay us. Just give us free subscriptions for life. I remember growing up, my parents bought a new TV, and one of the selling points of that TV was picture in picture. So you could, on the main screen, you would have your whatever you were watching, but you could turn on the picture in picture and down in the corner, Mm -hmm. like like a FaceTime corner, you could have a square of something else. So we would, I remember that a lot, watching like a Twins and a Vikings game or whatever, and you could just have it on. And then at a commercial break, you could hit the picture in picture button. And it would switch and it would pull up right. the other game. It was the coolest. So the fact that it took 30 years for that technology to come back is a little embarrassing. But I'm proud of YouTube TV. You did it. We love you. Yeah, get on it, nerds. You should have been doing that a lot sooner. Uh, yeah. We appreciate it, though. Better late than never. Uh, so that's kind of cool. I, you know, if the twins could get back on, if Bally Sport, if the twins end up going back to Bally and Bally could get their you-know-what together and be on YouTube TV. 10 out of 10, no notes. I, I'd be set. Anyway, uh, last thing that we're going to talk about on the sports desk here today. Um, I found this list on social media, and I thought this is just perfect for the sports desk. Yep. The, tw- the 20 most unusual high school mascots in the nation. Okay. Now, none from Minnesota are on here. So, okay. sorry, Main Streeters, you're not allowed. Uh, Main Streeters is a unique one. Um, But it's not unusual. There are the Zephyrs. Who are the Zephyrs? 
It's not Totino. Maybe it's Totino Grace. Somebody's the Zephyrs um, in the metro area. But yeah, there. I can't think of any like particularly very unique. So there's some old ones that were unique that, right. you know, for racist or other reasons no longer exist. And so with this list, there's, it's a lot of, there's not a ton in the Midwest. So there's no Ashland or Dockers, which also I think is a great name. Uh, Beautifully appropriate. There's no Two Harbors Agates, uh, but you know. Is that what they are? They're the Agates. Awesome. Because I don't know if you know this, in that part of the North Shore, there's a lot of big rocks that they break up and then they ship everywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we all know that. (laughs) We get that. Uh, Anyway. Uh, the Esco Eskimos, not Eskimos, but the Eskomos. Yeah, they with the with the improper but correct spelling. Yes, exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, so here are the twenty most unusual high school mascots in the nation. Let's see how unusual they are. I like uh, them. In, in Yuma, Arizona, the criminals. I love everything about <laughs> it. I don't know anything about Yuma. I hope there's a prison there because they, that's perfect. They have a logo too. Do you see? Uh, yeah. Have you oh seen yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. You're looking at the post. It's like, a, it's just a guy wink, like winking, like kind of like this, like, ah, ah you, like, y'all, y'all, I almost got away coppers. Like, it's like, like what Popeye would look like if he were in the mob. <laughs> that that's probably a good description. I, uh, if you are the criminals and you suck at football, you have to quit. I you think have to quit. The, Yep. Or at the very least, you just have to be a dirty team beyond recognition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the 15th unsportsmanlike against the criminals. No surprise here. It happens every season. <laughs> happens every time. There's a, It's like the veteran stadium in Philadelphia. There's a jail cell <laughs> right there for unrowdy parents. Uh, in Effingham, Illinois, the Flaming Hearts. Awesome. Perfect. No, no. Probably a Catholic I, school. I, mm, no, I don't. I mean, maybe let's let's like zoom in on that logo a little bit. It's Effingham High School. I mean, it's probably a public school, but I feel like that's a private schooly kind of name. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I would love to know. I want to know the stories behind all of these. That would right. be the most fun. Okay, next we have the Laurel Hill Hobos, Again. and their logo looks exactly like what you think it would. If you ever go to Laurel Hill and there aren't hobos everywhere, what are they doing? It's like a guy. They- in a raggedy jacket with a raggedy hat who has the stick with the little bandana tied at the end for a pouch. Yeah. Perfect. They, I heard they don't have a school song. It's just some guy with a dirty face who whistles a tune. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a harmonica. <laughs> or that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frankfurt, Indiana has the hot dogs. Love it. Perfect. No notes. Their logo is a wiener dog. Of course. Of course it is. Uh, Caro, Texas, the gobblers. Yeah. Man, there's already the Aiken Gobblers. It's not yeah, super. Shout out, shout out Aiken. You have a you have an interesting nickname, I guess. Uh, Hereford, Texas. Yes. They're not the Longhorns. They're the White Faces. Right. Which is, which is not a slur, I think. It's, uh, I well, it's, well, it is Texas, so uh, it might be racist. But we listen to enough farm reports. It's the they're Hereford, like the, that's what their town's name is. So they're the White yeah. Faces because. Turns out cows can have a solid colored body and a white face. So that Correct. is what it's in reference to. That's yeah. awesome. That's that's exactly what a mascot should be for it's a an, high school. It's excellent. It's 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 uh it's a it's dangerously close. 
but it's that that one's perfect. I have no again, no notes on that one. They nailed it. Uh Hickman, Missouri has yep. the QPs, which I think that one sounds like a slur. It does. And what's their 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 logo is just like a it's naked a baby. baby. <laughs> How do you do you put that on the helmets of your so football is, team? Absolutely. <laughs> uh is it supposed to be like a like a like almost like a cutie pie? sort of Q-pie? or is it like like it or is it almost or like is it supposed to be like cupid like the like the valentine Ooh, but it's you know what i mean though i know it's i don't i don't know enough about words to know what that means but their logo is a naked baby which is enough for me to know i'm pretty much out on that one so the name itself dates back to 1909 when the first cupie was created by an ozark resident named rose o'neill the qp cupie first appeared in the Crescent in 1914 in dedication to the basketball team whose loyalty to the school and to the QPI motto to keep smiling uh, has won the state championship. That doesn't answer anything. All right. I hate it. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Cobden, Illinois, the apple knockers. And it's a picture of a guy picking apples. Yep. Perfect. Maybe perfect. that's where Johnny Appleseed was from. Okay. Next. Uh, Watersmeet, Michigan. Close your uh, close your ears, residents of Sabika surrounding area. The Watersmeet Nimrods. So, do you know what uh, Nimrod? Do you know who Nimrod actually is? Well, Nimrod is in reference to a biblical character. Yes, a great and mighty hunter was Nimrod. Yes, people. This is thanks to Bugs Bunny. People think of Nimrod as like meek and feeble and incompetent, well, right? Because that's what Bugs Bunny would call Elmer Fudd. He was mocking. He called Elmer Fudd a Nimrod right. as a, as a mocking term. So I, I actually love the term. Well, and cause Elmer Fudd was also a hunter. So that's and Elmer. Of- right. Exactly. He was, he was not, it was sarcastic. Right. Turns out Bugs Bunny was a little sarcastic from time to time. <laughs> so the waters meet Nimrods. Cool. Yep. Cool logo. Neat. Uh, the Orofino, Idaho. They're the maniacs. Yep. Their their song every time they go over here, I'm a maniac. That's got to be yep. every single time. Otherwise, they're not doing. You're trying to zoom in on the logo, aren't you? I am. It looks like it might be racist. <laughs> in Idaho, no. I don't uh, know. Uh, for uh, every Free... compound has its has a nickname in Idaho. I think. Let's go. <laughs> let's go back to Illinois. The free. Oh, you don't want to make fun of the compounds in Idaho. Uh, no, we just still have half the list to get to. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Freeburg, Illinois midgets. Yep. Don't like it. Probably going to have to pick something else. Uh, it's, you see this logo. It's like a guy yes. wearing, it's a little person I'm guessing wearing boxing gloves and he's got like an Eeyore kind of face. Like Meh. he's got like a Squidward nose as he's has his fist up in the air. He's yeah, not, like, a... he's not mad. He's just indifferent. Like I'll be here, I guess. I would like to, so, but that, so like that term is used in a lot of different things. Like hockey still uses it. There's, there's midgets baseball. It's like an age group type of thing. Right. To reference that they're little. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that's it. Is that literally all it is? That my my simple minded brain says yes. Or is there, I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but anyway, moving on. The Ozark, Arkansas hillbillies. And it looks just it looks like, like a hillbilly. Hill. Yeah, it's it perfect. Like, perfect. Excellent uh, self-awareness by Ozark, Arkansas. Ah, uh, hillbilly pride. Uh, Northeast Du Bois, Indiana, the Jeeps. Is that logo an elephant? 
Yeah, kind of looks like it. All right. Uh, the new bronze fells Texas unicorns. Okay, cool. I'm down with that. The Brewer Maine witches. Absolutely, of course. Little controversial because we know what they did in Maine to witches for a long, long time. But well, technically, it was Massachusetts at that time, so who cares? Same difference. Same difference. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure. Just up the road a little bit, they weren't like all of a sudden super witch friendly. You know what I mean? Hoops, <laughs> Illinois. Ready for this one? Yes. The corn jerkers. Change it immediately. <laughs> Instantly. You don't think that the opposing schools have a field day with that one? Yes, I know they do because everything <laughs> that they've said is running through my head right now and I'm trying to decide if I want to say it or not. It's Change it instantly. Oh, it's a podcast form, so you maybe get away with it, but we might get demonetized on YouTube. So I you know what else? My wife went to Concordia and they're the cobbers. Also stupid. <laughs> Change it. <laughs> If it's corn related, you think Nebraska, like Nebraska, I get it. It's, it's relevant. Dumb. Get it out of here. You corn huskers. Knock too corny. Off. Too corny. Is what corn I huskers. On, on two levels. Corn huskers is better than corn jerkers though. <laughs> corn. By a significant if, margin. Yeah. Do you husk the corn? Nah. I nah, jerk it. I've been jerking corn since the day I was born. Oh. Put that on a t-shirt, by the way. Let's print them. Let's print them. Jerking corn since the day I was born. Born. Oh, that'll be. That's the. Uh, that's the new slogan we're going to use whenever we go to any county fair this summer. Is RDO listening? Come on, what are we doing here? RDO. <laughs> Get on the sponsorship. Wow, I hate everything about it, but I the, do it on a T-shirt. The Freeport, Illinois pretzels. I don't know why it's cool. It's it's, it's just a it's just a pret it's a Bavarian pretzel. That's it's their, just a pretzel. Yeah, their logo. I'm Perfect. I'm I'm in. I'm hungry now. Uh, yep. Ro Robstown, Texas, cotton pickers. Yep. Nope. Got to change that one. <laughs> there's uh, there's nothing else to say about that one. You have to change it, period. Uh, it's in Texas, by the way. It's not changing until the year 2124. They'll never, the world, they'll be under, the the ice caps will melt and they'll be underwater before they start considering changing that name. Centralia, Illinois, orphans. Yeah, I don't know why that one exists. It's it's weird. Maybe it's, it's it must have some. It's got probably something to do with their town. I still don't like it. Uh, last one. Here we go. Tatopolis, Illinois, the wooden shoes. Oh, a bunch of Dutch, huh? I bet. I bet that's must cool. Be. They I they like don't want to call one. themselves the Dutchmen. They want to be called the wooden shoes. The wooden. It's it's way more unique. I actually like that one a lot. I have a question. In yeah. Centralia, Illinois. Uh, for their sports teams, what do they do for parents' night? <laughs> uh, Sorry, it was just sitting there. I had to. You it's know, not even, it's not that good of a joke. I just when you put it on a tee like that, you have to mention it. You're offending that entire town. But what are they going to do? Tell their parents? I don't. Please know. welcome in as uh, the Centralia Orphans host the. Please the, welcome the father. The, the Tutopolis wooden shoes. Uh, 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 please acknowledge all of our parents on parents night. These are the orphan parents. And, and thus concludes parents night. <laughs> here's a, it's sister Mary, sister Jean and sister Margaret, the three nuns who take care of them. Yay. And then, and then everyone boos because their knuckles are all bloody. You kept hitting them with rulers all There's the time. <laughs> Uh, I think this is where we need to stop before we get uh, defamed or something. Jerking like corn since the day I was born. This has been the morning sports desk for Wednesday, January 31st.
The Morning Sports Desk, available on demand on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and WadenaRadio.com.